it's Mal. Welcome back slash welcome to the Dalton Mom Podcast if you're here, if you're new here. I'm so excited for today. This was like, I feel like a long-awaited episode. I have a really special doll friend on. Her name's Morgan. She's, drumroll a little bit, a little bit, the Blind Dolly Girl XO on Instagram and YouTube. Morgan, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're on. Yes, this has been a very long time coming. Um, I was pleasantly surprised uh, when I was actually asked to uh, come on. I, I truth be told, a part of my brain kind of forgot because things got really busy. Um, and then you texted and I was like, oh yeah. I'm so happy to have you on. It's going to be such a great episode. We're going to get to know Morgan, how she, how she got into dolls, what's her favorite doll brand, all that jazz. And then a little bit of a spoiler alert in case you didn't know by her username or you don't follow her already, which you should be. I'll link her all down below. She's actually blind. So we're going to talk about that, how she collects dolls. And then we're also going to be talking about how dolls can help people, how dolls have helped Morgan and how dolls have helped myself. Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a great one. Episode 17. Here we come. Here we go. So, Morgan, how did you get into dolls? Well, I've actually always been into dolls. I've I've always been I've always loved dolls. Um, as a kid, I had uh, baby dolls and dollhouse people, fashion dolls like American Girl, which I actually didn't know about American Girl as a kid. Um, I had absolutely no idea. But using them as an example, American Girl, Barbie, Bratz, all that, um, I couldn't play with them because of the dexterity in my hands. Um, as well as being blind, I also have mild cerebral palsy. So they were very hard for me. So I mostly had baby dolls. Just to give a little info about me, as it is important for people to know. So I was born at six months. I was born at 24 weeks, and I weighed one pound, six ounces. I was in the neonatal intensive care unit, AKA NICU, for four months before I was allowed to go home. And then I received a, sur- uh, so I was born totally blind. And then I received a surgery when I was one that allowed me to gain partial vision out of my left eye. So growing up, I was able to ride my bike, play video games, see dolls. When I was 17, I developed cataracts. And they said that there was less than a 50% chance that I would come out of the surgery seeing anything. So I opted not to have the surgery. Um, and today I have what is called, what I call a very fine blueprint, meaning that I can see light and some outlines of shapes, but I can't really identify colors anymore or absolutely no detail. Um, so that's, that's just some fun facts for you guys. But I have ultimately always loved dolls. Um, I did stop collecting when I was about 13 because peer pressure and judgment and just wanting to kind of fit in. And then when I was about 26 or so, I was talking with a friend of mine who was well into her 30s. And she had told me that, you know, she was talking about her dolls and stuff or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've always, like, I miss my dolls. I, she's like, well, why don't, why don't you get some? Why don't you get what you like? I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. You know, I gave my reasons as to, like, that's 
that's wrong. People who are adults don't do that, et cetera, et cetera. And she basically helped me see that that's not true. So I got my very first doll. Um, I believe at the time it was a Barbie. I think it was like a basic Barbie, I believe. Um, And I was just super impressed because I had some Barbie as a kid. Before my parents realized it was too hard for for my hands, um, I did have a couple. The Barbie I got in 2019, you know, she had a little more weight to her. She had a little more curves. She just, she looked gorgeous or felt gorgeous rather. That is another thing you should note about the blind. We do use terms like look, see, uh, watch, and it's just normal. Um, (laughs) It can throw some people off, but it it really is, it is just normal. So if you do ever run into a blind person, never worry about using those terms. So I I got her and she was gorgeous. And so that's what sparked my doll collection. And then of course I had to have literally everything Barbie under the sun because I couldn't have all the stuff I wanted as a kid because my hands. So like I had, the Barbie Dream House, the Barbie Dream Camper, the Barbie Dream Plane, several Barbies, a Barbie storage trunk, Barbie convertible. I think I had two Barbie convertibles, the Barbie Fiat 500. I had everything Barbie from like 2019 to 2021. And then I met up with a friend in New York and he took me to the American Girl store and then Barbie kind of went away because I needed more space. <laughs> I I love that. I think that story is very, very cute. I'm so sorry about the bullying and the peer pressure when it comes to dolls at age 13. That makes me so sad. You know, it was really hard because even at 26, my, um, so I first started getting back, <clears throat> this is something I, I hid. I hid very well. I hid from even my boyfriend. He never knew. And so when I started to get back into dolls and toys, it took him quite a while to come around to it. Um, even now, to be honest, sometimes he'll make comments. He says he's just joking. But I reiterate, I, I, I explain to him every time that it really does hurt. It took mm-hmm. me a long time to become comfortable in my skin with this. And so for him to say what he says, you know, joking or not, I would appreciate it if he didn't. Um, and he's gotten much better. He even recently made a comment about one of my dolls in a, like, he didn't like her and he actually explained why i was so impressed oh yeah it's but you know i mean some people go through that i feel like in today's society it's much 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 more common much 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 more acceptable and what's crazy though is doll collecting and enthusiasm is not a new thing people have been collecting dolls for years and everybody i feel like a lot of times today just in recent years it's 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 become this this new thing, you know, those of us who collect dolls and toys, we have, uh, we're called things like, I think one of them is uh, cadets or kidlets or whatever the terms are. And it's just not true. There, there are stories of people at conventions going back to the eighties for some doll brands. So it's not new. And, um, I wish people would just kind of stop acting like it's this new weird thing. Cause it's not. I feel like recently, I've seen all over my TikTok page about how people are like, I shouldn't be made fun of being a fangirl of Taylor Swift or One Direction or Harry Styles because boys, I hate to genderize this, but boys have been fans of sports for years and it's not uncommon to be that as a man to like a sport, be enthusiastic, being kind of obsessed with a sport 
But meanwhile, if, like, a girl has something she's obsessed with, it's considered to be weird. It's considered to be harmful or just annoying. Or you should be actually focusing on something else than wasting your time doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like I compare it to um, – I compare my dolls to – video games. I actually call my dolls my physical sims. When I was a kid, this is how I, I kind of make people, under, help people understand. When I was a kid and could see, I loved Sims. That was my favorite game on the entire planet. I would play it for hours on the weekend, like get up at nine, put my game in, look up, and it was five. And I was like mad that my parents were calling me for dinner. Um, and when I lost my vision, obviously I don't have that anymore. So dolls... Uh, there are other reasons I love them, obviously, but one of them is that, you know, I can set up my scenes, I can take my photos, I can I can ha- kind of have that part of what I loved back in the day in my own way. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's also no different than people having, like guys, right? Again, hate to generalize, but guys who have a thousands of video games and just sit and play games all night. That's my dad. They're not looked at as weird. Not at all. So why are we as females any different? Going back to our dolls, what are all of the doll brands you collect? Oh, so at the moment, um, this is being shifted around, um, but at the moment I have American Girl, Ruby Red Fashion Friends, a, well, I'm not even gonna say a few, two, no, three, I'm sorry, three Rainbow High dolls and like, a ton of Barbie extra because I kind of got into Barbie extra right before Christmas. I'm actually starting a new job, so I have to rearrange my space. Um, I don't have a lot of room, I, um, so you know I do have to kind of uh, what I call like change out my collections every now and again. If I get really, really into something, I then have to take a step back and think, okay, what can I switch out? What am I no longer playing with? Um, to make room for you know this so so i have some barbie extra um but what is actually most likely going away is the barbie extra (laughs) Um, yeah i i mean they're cute i might keep some of my favorites but don't i don't know if i'll have i don't i don't have space for everything and i want more rainbow high so is the barbie extra are those the dolls that have like the much more significant and like over the top outfits like they're so fancy yes. okay okay yes. i was like, like wait a minute clutches and yeah okay good because i was like hold on barbie extra what is that and then i was like oh wait i think it's the fancy ones <laughs> yeah yeah i actually have a barbie called barbie extra fancy she's oh. beautiful she has this like pink um faux leather uh gowned with like a train on the back and she has like a lot of jewelry and these like white lacy um tights and really um gold strappy heels she's gorgeous um and the way i know about what dolls are wearing is i have a couple different methods one um i will look online and a lot of times the descriptions are actually very well done so i'll read say a detail page off of you know, Amazon or something, if it's like a Barbie or Rainbow High. And then like American Girl or, or RubyRedFashionFriends.com, if it's one of those. So um, I do that. That's my primary way. That's what I always do first. If I need more information, um, I then will either A, go to um, one of my friends, like like Mal here, and ask, hey, can you tell me what this doll is wearing? Can you look at these pictures and help me out? And or B, 
use the video interpreting app for the blind called Ira. That's A-I-R-A. Um, and they are a service that is basically our, it's, it's visual interpreting. So um, imagine a sign language interpreter for somebody who's deaf, and I hate to use that comparison, but instead of, instead of interpreting words, they're interpreting the world and visuals. So they can help us do things like read expiration dates in our fridge and read us instructions and even read us our mail. And for me, read me dull descriptions and on occasion help me take photos. That is why sometimes if you look me up on Instagram, you will see in parentheses at the bottom of each post, I always say whether or not I took this photo by myself because if I do it, sometimes it doesn't come out 100% perfect just because I am having to go off of my very limited visual memory from when I could see. Or B, it'll say taken with, you know, the visual interpreting app for the uh, blind and then I tag them. Um, they are on Instagram at ira, A-I-R-A dot I-O. That's how I kind of can tell what a doll looks like if I'm not actually, you know, in a store looking at them. That's neat. What inspired you to get into the doll social media world? Well, um, actually, so fun fact, that's, that was another one of my loves growing up was photography. I absolutely adored photography. I had all types of cameras from the little uh, digital ones with the screens and the buttons uh, that you, know, you could slip into your pocket in the mid-2000s or, or early-ish, I guess, like 2008, to big, 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 big VHS tape recorders that uh, took regular VHS tapes back in the day and were set up on a tripod in my room. And that was more like in the late 90s, 2000 to 2002. I was always, I always loved photography. And when I got back into dolls, I realized that um, particularly um, Barbie at the time, there was a lot of detail missing. So much of it is cardboard. So much of the detail is cardboard. Uh, you know, pictures and that that makes up the scene and or food even will just come on a tray and be printed detail like a sticker. Um, And it really bothered me. And I wanted a way to reach companies and explain and try to help them improve on children's toys and collectibles for people with disabilities. Um, So I first started my YouTube channel. And then eventually I was looking at Instagram. Um, I had a regular Instagram account. And I noticed that I could actually navigate it easier than I thought um, after uh, there was an update because I use uh, on my phone what's called a screen reader. This is a program for the blind and visually impaired that will read to us what is underneath our fingertips since we can't see the screen. I probably should have mentioned that a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But um, so I realized that Instagram actually wasn't that bad. So, you know, then I got into some doll groups and I heard people talking about their, their doll Instagrams and... I was like, let me try it. So I got on there, and that's that's ultimately kind of what what made me get into that. It's a very it's a very nice community. Um, little things like that. I wanted a way to be able to reach companies effectively. Um, and Barbie has actually taken some of my suggestions on their new Barbie Dream House. They put in textured grass. They put in um, lights and sounds, different fabric, fabricated blankets. So they they have all of that. Um, and some of that I did mention, like little, the fact that they now are doing food, uh, like, um, for example, let's say you get a plat- plate of cupcakes now. 
you will feel on the plate these little round circles that are supposed to be the cupcakes. They are tactile and they are individual. And that was never a thing before I started on this journey. I don't want to say that I'm the one who convinced them to do it, but maybe. Um, <laughs> I also know they've partnered with the National Federation for the Blind. They weren't doing that either, as far as I can recall, before I started the YouTube channel. So who knows? Um, I also have talked to them directly through Twitter, um, you know, and made suggestions. Um, and they are, Barbie is a wonderful company. They, she, they're so nice. Um, one time I had a my Barbie Dream Camper. So my parents sent it to me for Christmas um, because I couldn't make it home. Unbeknownst to me, my dad put the stickers on it. Now, I don't put the stickers on my toys, ever, because I can't use them. The only exception I've ever made is for Courtney's school accessories because they're puffy stickers, and I could feel those, and that was fun. Um, but otherwise, if it's regular stickers, I don't put it on. I don't care. I honestly just throw them in the garbage because um, I can't feel them, so it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything to me. But my dad put them on, and one day I'm washing my Barbie Dream Camper because it got a little dusty, and the stickers got ruined. I had no idea they were there, and then I tried peeling them, and then it left this residue of Dream Plane, and I was really upset, so I messaged Barbie, and they wanted to know why I, like, I mean, sorry, they wanted to send me out replacement stickers. And I explained why that wouldn't work. I explained who I was. Um, and they were like, okay, well, we'd like to send you this gift instead. They sent me an entire helicopter. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so nice of them. Oh, my I gosh. Know, I know. So I did do a little review of that uh, helicopter, and you can find that on my YouTube channel. I will definitely link where you're all found, like your Instagram, your YouTube, anywhere yeah. else that you want me to link. I'll link them all, all your social media profiles down below so then people can go check you out. In the last segment, you mentioned obviously about being blind, but now we're going to be kind of diving more into deep with that and kind of how you manage collecting dolls. So Morgan, how do you manage to be a doll collector while being blind? Um, well, I have many different ways. Um, so when it comes to, I, I touched on this a little earlier, but when it comes to finding a doll online, um, generally, you know, I find out through my groups or I get an email, or I just happen to see something when I'm browsing, because my computer, as well as my phone, as well as my TV, all have the screen reader program I was mentioning to you. And so I'm able to, like, shop on Amazon, and, you know, American Girl, and wherever, um, access, you know, Facebook, Instagram, obviously, YouTube. So I basically just find it all I want, look at the description, get more information if I feel it's necessary, which there has been. Um, one time I was looking at this Our Generation uh, kitchen Island. It sounded really cute, but it I really couldn't get a visual for it in my head, which is what happens when I read descriptions. Because I had vision previously, I can look at a you uh, I can look at a product, like read about it, and I'll get a visual image of what that product probably looks like in my head. But it just wasn't happening with this one for some reason. So uh, you know, I met I messaged uh, I texted Mel and I asked her hey could you please look at this and tell me what this is you tell me what it looks like and she did and then i bought it because i was like okay yep that's what i want yeah i'm so glad i can help you with that (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was the Kitchen Island. It, it is a great set. Oh, my gosh. I, I love everything about it. But right? um, what do you call it? Uh, but in terms of storing dolls, right, that is a, that has been a little more challenging. Um, sometimes I'll get outfits confused. Like, for example, I have my two Ruby Red Fashion Friends dolls. I have a couple extra outfits for them, and their their leggings all feel similar. So, and I don't really have like a way to separate them in terms of clothing. Like, I don't I don't have a way to separate like say Dream Big Bella's outfits go here versus uh, I Can Fly Lila's outfits go there. Um, I just I don't have the storage for that right now. I'm getting it. I just don't have it. So I have gotten their outfits confused, and when that happens, I will um, usually call up the visual interpreting app for the blind, Ira, and ask them, like, hi, could you tell me what outfit this is? And so, but previously, that's what I've done. For my American Girl dolls, I do have all of them sorted by Ziploc baggies. So, for example, um, Samantha has her own baggie. Molly has her own baggie. Um, Joss has her own baggie with, like, very little in it because I don't have much of her stuff. Um you know, Truly Me 84 has her own baggie uh, with all, like, the Truly Me stuff in it. Uh, that's what I do for that. And then Barbie literally has her own bin, and Rainbow High literally has their own bin. Right now, I use all storage bins, but they are being swapped out for an Ikea Billy bookcase. I just need to get it assembled. That'll that'll happen tomorrow. So that's going to be exciting. But right now, my dolls, in terms of being on display... Uh, I think Molly is standing by the coffee shop on top of one of my bins. And then the other dolls are laying down somewhere. Um, so it's a little disorganized here since I'm starting this new job. Things got very chaotic very quickly. There's not too many, not and not too many, like, challenges, challenges in terms of being blind. I would say the biggest challenge is... When companies don't write descriptions or detailed descriptions about their products, and especially sellers, eBay sellers, Facebook Marketplace sellers, one of my biggest complaints or issues is when I'm looking for, let's say I'm looking for um, Molly's dog, Bennett, okay? And I want to find him in excellent use condition. So I go on eBay and I type in, you know, Molly's dog, Bennett, EUC, Put in my filters. Find one that looks good. Okay, Molly's dog, Bennett, um, excellent condition, $20. Free shipping, just, just as an example. I go in there. I go down to the detail page. All it says is, please look at my photos for condition. That is a very big problem because then I don't know what it, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know, does, it, does he have rips? Does he have stains? Does he, is he dirty? You know, is he full of smoke? Um, is, is one of his ears missing? I have no idea. Um, and so I will sometimes, if it's, if I really can't, and then if I really can't find one with a good description that I can settle on, then I'll message, um, a friend and be like, Hey, I really want this off eBay or post even in my groups, you know, can you please tell me what this is? But usually because of my outreach that I've been doing with people, um, a lot of the doll community has gotten much better about that. And so I don't often run into it but it still can happen um it's still a work in progress the other thing too is image descriptions particularly on instagram um so instagram when you're reading with a screen reader it will say something like photo by dolly uh photo by dollies and rainbows photo may contain one person sitting indoor blah 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 
And then it goes into what Mal said, what she captioned it with. But I, I have no idea what's actually in that photo. So there is something called alt text that you can put into uh, image, you can put on Instagram, and that will essentially make it so that a screen reader will read out your image description. So instead it might say, Stella stands against a pink wall uh, in a room, uh, you know, her hair is down, she wears this outfit, um, and you manually put that in, and then it's read out by a screen reader, but if you, if you can see, you don't see it. So you generally have to ask somebody who's blind, hey, did this work? Just to make sure that you have it down. Um, and if you'd like more info about that and how to do that and how to make your photos more accessible for the blind, please feel free to reach out to Bellies and Rainbows and or myself. Um, we do both know how to do it. Yes. Those are pretty much the big ones I can think about. There aren't too many restrictions except or limitations, except, like I said, you know, photos. I think the world needs to be more educated on alt text, um, you know, in the doll community and at large, because the blind to contrary relief do like pictures. And then, of course, one of the big ones, right? I can't go thrift shopping. That is, I almost forgot about that. I can't go thrift shopping. I could, but I'd have to spend a lot of money for a $5 doll, uh, for example, because I have to rely on Lyfts and Ubers mostly to get around in my area. I see people all the time, oh, I got this, uh, you know, our generation doll for $5 from this store. And I'm just like, oh... I wish I could. <laughs> so that's that's sometimes disappointing. I that's I would love to be able to drive and be able to have that freedom and find those deals. What would you say to people who are blind and want to collect dolls? I would say to don't let anybody tell you you can't. If you want to, you go for it. Be aware that there's going to be some dolls out there that you may or may not be able to play with because lack of detail you know, maybe lack of sounds, if that's something you're into. Just kind of be aware of that, like I said, with Nana, no surprise. Um, but three, and most importantly, you know, have fun with it. And ultimately, find find your niche. Find what works for you. Find, you know, what do you like? Do you care more about posability, or do you care more about size, or do you care more about, um, you know, whether the eyes are glass inset because you can feel those, or do you not mind if they're printed on? And that's okay. Not one size fits everything, everyone. Um, And this goes for the blind as well. Not one size of doll collecting, you know, fits everyone. Everybody has their own niches, their own things they like, their own things they dislike. Even though everybody has their own ways, I still think it's important for companies to be educated. I still think it's important for companies to, you know, okay, so there's this visual detail where you should maybe add also a tactile detail to go along with it you know uh inclusion is important absolutely i agree i agree um i know you mentioned adding alt text alt text to photos on instagram kind of being more descriptive with alt text and in videos too to kind of help you and others um visualize and see the products but do you have any other tips for people to kind of like make their content more, oh, what am I looking for? Kind of more diverse and more helping the blind community out? Um, Yes. Avoid simply putting music and pictures into videos at all costs, if humanly possible. Or if you do, do a voiceover overlay of it to kind of describe what's happening in those photos. Um, Because, you know, there's times I'll click on a video and it'll just be music to me. 
and that's it. It might be this most gorgeous doll in the entire world. I I have absolutely no idea that that's what it is. Again, it's just song to me. Be also be descriptive in your captions too. Like if you're posting on Instagram, make sure that you you know write something fun to go along with that photo and alt text. Um, you know, let's say it's a doll and she's standing. I don't know at a pic. She's sitting at a picnic table. Okay, why is she at that picnic table? Um, what's she doing there? You know, is she meeting up with a friend? Is she waiting for somebody? And when you do your hashtags, put in the brand, put in the brand, put in the company if possible, um, put in the height. I generally do, because that's always good info to know. Besides Morgan dealing with being blind, Morgan also deals with cerebral mm-hmm. palsy. So, Morgan, can you kind of tell me what that is? So, cerebral palsy is a, um, I believe it's a neurological uh, condition. I didn't actually know that I had cerebral palsy until I was 17, 17, 18. My parents never told me. I'm assuming they didn't tell me because they knew that I was already going fully blind. I had enough on my plate, you know, previous to that I was what was, what was called legally blind. My cerebral palsy... It's it's mild. It's very mild. I have a feeling I have what is called spastic diaplegic cerebral palsy, meaning that it really affects the strength in my hands, um, my balance sometimes. Um, my I have a small uh, bit of scoliosis. Left side is sorry. My right side is higher than my left side on my shoulders. Um, I suffer from really painful knots in my neck and stiffness in my neck. Um, at times I can't stand for long periods of time, um, you know, things like that. And there were things like growing up, for example, that's why I couldn't play with fashion dolls. I didn't have the strength in my hands. I couldn't tie my shoes. Um, I couldn't zip zippers or button buttons or anything like that. Um, my fingers just wouldn't let me. My, I have a doll friend who also suffers with that, and it's so interesting. I don't really know, like, all of her, like, stuff that she, like, has with it, you know what I mean? But she's mentioned mm-hmm. it to me a couple few times, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing until she told me about it. And then, I, and then like, you told me you had it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Like, we I should didn't, meet and compare. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. She lives in Washington. So you oh, guys okay. are, like, kind of by each other, too. I'll have to, like, give you her username so, like, you can, like, you know, talk and stuff. Okay. Anyways, so you mentioned to me kind of how dolls have helped you with this. So can you kind of, like, kind of go in detail about how dolls have helped you? Yes, actually. So um, with Barbie, for example, um, really kind of helped me get my dexterity um, to where I could change doll clothes just simply by playing with her and getting her uh, I also was able to manage to kind of get her to hold cups really just like moving her arms sitting her in different positions um, walking her over to say tables things like that putting different plates down holding little objects um, because what happens to a lot of times is I I drop things so holding little objects you know it just strengthened uh, my fingers over time Um, by doing that um, you know, I was able to slowly but surely, like, I can use scissors now very, very, very carefully. And I can change fashion doll outfits now. I remember the very first time I changed a Barbie outfit. It was about two years ago. And I cried. I legit just bawled. Because at the age of, at that time, 28 years old, 
I managed to change a doll outfit. One thing I've also never been able to do was tie my shoes. Molly has her school outfit, which has red sneakers with white laces, we'll call them. I don't remember what the actual name of them are. I, I tried. I, you know, her shoes got untied and I was really upset because I can't tie. And then I was looking around online and I found this article that had all these different alternative ways to tying shoes besides the traditional, like, bunny ears that you might do or something. And so I grabbed out one of Molly's shoes and I just sat and I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Um, and they're not perfect by any means today. But at the age of 30, I can now tie shoes. Thanks to Molly. I refer to, you know, not only using my doll's for photography, for play, for enjoyment, for comfort, but they're also physical therapy for my hands, you know, uh, for the strength. Lifting, say, an American girl kitchen set, right, or hotel or coffee shop, is strengthening my stomach muscles, because um, that's the other thing I have is underdeveloped stomach muscles. There's so many ways that dolls are more than just things to play with in my world. It's so much fun. I told my physical therapist, my actual physical therapist about it, but she instructed me not to stop doing what I was doing with my dolls um, because she thought it was just the coolest thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I really like how we're talking about this because I feel like so many people just associate dolls with playing with them, something pretty to look at, something pretty to shut on a shelf or to set in a dollhouse or to make content with. But they're helping people all over the world with disabilities and disorders and so many much more things that I can't even think of. I know for me, and I don't want to make this like about me, you know, like, oh, well, here for me, you know, like I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm just trying to like relate myself mm -hmm. to you, you know what I mean? And hopefully to others who are listening to this as well. But my dolls, they have helped me so much with, with anxiety. Oh my goodness, in high school, the beginning of high school and kind of eighth grade, but mostly in my sophomore year, I think it was in high school, I had to go to therapy because my anxiety was just so bad and I didn't know how to cope with it. Well, one thing that helped me coping with it was doing stuff in my doll room. And, you know, if I got anxious, I would go in my doll room and I would pick up Josefina, Josefina specifically, because she is my anxiety slash upset slash if something is going off in my life and I need a break, mental breakdown to happen. And then if I'm having one, I go to her because she helps me so much. Um, I think I kind of relate to her and I kind of go to her to like reach for her more than the others because Josefina, um, her book, she kind of wants to be a healer. So, like, you know, she's, like, killing me from, like, my anxiety attacks or whatever. So, I think oh, that's, that's kind of why. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, she just helps me so much. I remember there was this one situation in high school. Um, it was my sophomore year. I lost my lunchbox. I carried my lunchbox around. Okay, I – this was back when I have to know where everything's at at all times or else I feel like my life is going to blow up. Okay, I'm not like that anymore. Like, I'm okay. We settled down from that. Um, I lost my lunchbox, okay? Okay. And I was so anxious. I didn't realize it till at the very end of the day. I was like, oh my goodness, I left my lunchbox somewhere. I don't know where I left it. I remember being with my friend and I, like my best friend in high school. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I was having a full-blown panic attack, even though it was something small. But to me, it was like the whole world's ending. I found it like short story, like long story short. But like when I got home from that day, I was just so kind of worked up. You know what I mean? Still. 
went into my doll room and I picked Josefina up and like having her in my arms just felt this like sense of relief rush through me and it was like I'm okay like even though was I okay when I was didn't have my lunchbox yes I was but you know it was just kind of like that feeling that reassurance of yes I'm here I'm okay Mm -hmm. like I made it through it and they also kind of helped me with depression a little bit too when I was uh, going through that and you know I still have my little moments where I get really sad and like really depressed but you know I always try to do something that makes me happy going into the doll room makes me happy it gets my mind off of whatever is making me upset or making me feel this way about a certain situation dolls have helped me in that way as well absolutely I I can fully agree with that I'm very thankful that we both have something and that others have something that we found that helps us cope with things and that are that is our hobby you know I feel blessed to have something that I love and that is there for me no matter what absolutely and that's the thing right there people are going to come in and out you know of our lives and things might happen any anything right Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day unless you specifically decide to say bye to your dolls for whatever reason or something really tragic happens uh really you know they're not going to go anywhere they don't mm-hmm. walk up and, and, and leave because of hard times. Mm-hmm. They're just there. Guys, we have officially reached the end of episode 17 with Morgan, the blind dolly girl. Girl, I absolutely loved having you on. I hope you enjoyed coming on. I loved coming on. And uh, I hope one day, you know, in the future, maybe we can, uh, you know, do this again. Of course. Um, You're welcome back anytime on the Doll Mom Podcast. Anytime you're welcome back. I really appreciate you coming on for this episode, especially last minute. Like, we had kind of like, for listeners, we kind of had a scheduling issue. No biggie, right? It's all good. And then Morgan was just a rock star. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come on. I was like, oh my gosh, thanks. (laughs) Like, I was like sitting on the couch. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, Anyways, anxiety's been resolved. <laughs> I don't need to go downstairs to get Josefina. Oh, LOL. Anyways, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Once again, I'll have er- everywhere that she's found at, YouTube, Instagram, and whatever else she wants me to put in the description box, I'll put it down below so you guys can go check that out. Make sure you go give her a follow and subscribe. Uh, she's one of the coolest people in the world. I think she's so cool and neat, and I really inspire what she does with all of the stuff that she's going through and she still collects dolls and she's like, yeah, I'm here. I just, I just really find you really fascinating and inspired by you. Oh, thank you. Well, I think you're awesome too. You're just, you're so much fun and your energy can just be felt like, honestly, sometimes I will do that also. If I'm kind of having like a rough morning, I legit Mm -hmm. will just go put on your videos and just like listen to your bubbliness. And I'm like, okay, I feel better. Thank you for watching and, like, for supporting me. And I'm so glad that we're friends. Me too. Alrighty, guys. Make sure you go check out the Doll Mom podcast out, of course. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, TikTok. I just made a Facebook page, so go give us a like. Doll Mom podcast. New episodes posted on the Doll Mom podcast every single month on the 25th. It's awesome. Yeah. So that's really all that I have to say. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 17. I know I did. I'm really sad for it to come to an end. 
But, you know, I'm also really excited to listen to it and to get it edited and to get it posted and to obsess and fangirl over it because yes. it's amazing. You made it amazing. So, yeah, I hope you have a great month, great day, great night, great whatever time you're listening to this to. Um, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.